You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With our winter sports back in full swing after a very difficult start to the season where rain washed out most of their weekend rounds, I thought it was time to catch up with our footballers and find out how they're travelling. Karen Appleby is the Vice President of the Kaima Junior Football Association. I caught up with Karen recently and asked her about the effects the rain has had on the season and how they're travelling now. This is what we talked about. So this morning I'm talking to Karen Appleby. Karen is the Vice President of the Kaima Junior Soccer Association. I'm here at the quarry. I, I think I've said it's it's a little bit typical of how their season's run this year. It's a little bit overcast, a couple of spots of rain, but everyone's here ready to have a great day and it's been fantastic to see and the work that they've done to get the kids on the, on the park this year. So firstly, good morning, Karen, and welcome to Kaima Community Radio. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So your season's been severely interrupted earlier on in the season, you know, with, uh, with rain and, and your fields were, were decimated. Just remind our listeners of what you had to go through to get the young, youngsters on the park this year. Yeah, it certainly hasn't been a typical season. So at the beginning of the year, we were washed out numerous weekends the fields council were unable to get onto the fields to mow them and maintain them so we had to look for different alternatives and we had some indoor games that we hosted early on in the piece to allow our kids to have a bit of a run around when that was happening we developed the field army which was a group of parents who got together and decided that they could do something to make a difference for our club and get our kids back on the field sooner so they came down and literally mowed the entire fields um, so that they could dry out and we could line mark them to get the kids back on. And we're talking acres here. There's probably, I'm, I'm not sure of the size, but you'd have to be talking five or six acres of land here. It, it's four full football fields, so it's a huge area. And I know a lot of the parents, they were doing well over 14 k's with their mowers just to, to get across it. But they did a fantastic job and it set us up for a season so that we can actually, well, basically have a season. And, and they tell me you've got another army or you mightn't call it an army now but your volunteers really every sport needs volunteers but football or soccer as I call it has really come to the fore with volunteers this year so you've actually got another group of people that are helping you out on game days as well. We do we have our quarry force as well which is a similar concept we we put put it out there to all our members and the community to see if anyone would like to help us out on game day basically they can donate an hour of their time or longer if they wish whenever it suits them and it just helps us in running the club on a day-to-day basis. So you lost about four I think five or six weeks didn't you at the start of the season? How is your competition going? Where are you up to? And, uh, and what does it look like for the rest of the season? Well, we've got about five rounds left. Our last round of the season is on the weekend of the 10th and 11th of September. So we, we do have a few rounds left and we've managed to keep it fairly stable since we've got our fields up and running there. There really hasn't been a lot of games called off since we've managed to do that. So, you know, we're pretty proud of that effort where, you know, a lot of clubs in the Illawarra have had the same issues as us and some still aren't up and running. So, you know, Kymer have done really well with the help of the community. So I'm hearing clubs like Balgownie they're not on their fields or they're just coming onto their fields now and 
season's nearly over. So you've done tremendous work here. So that, that's fabulous. Remind us of the number of teams, the number of young, young people that play soccer in the area. So we have teams from under sixes all the way up to under 18s. We have fifth, roughly 50 teams in total. We have, in under sixes, we have 12 teams this year. So we're growing each year. We're one of the only clubs that have seen growth over this disrupted period of COVID and wet weather. So we're really proud of that and we hope to attract more kids for the 2023 season. So you must be very proud of your efforts. I mean, to keep soccer going in, in the area over the uh, over this rain-affected season that we've had. So what have been your, your learnings? What are your big takeaways from this year? Oh, look, you just got to roll with the punches and, you know, provided we work as a team, which is exactly what we encourage our kids to do on the field, you know, we can achieve anything. So, you know, the community gets behind us, our members get behind us, our life members, our current committee. There's so many hands on deck to make it happen that we will just continue to roll with the punches and make sure our kids can get on the field. So girls in sport, let's talk about girls in, in soccer or football. It's a, an explosion of, of young girls getting into sport. How, how has it affected you guys? Oh, look, we are, we are thrilled to have more female teams this year. Football Australia have a goal to have 50% equity in terms of participation over the coming years, so by 2027, I think. So, you know, we are 100% behind that goal that Football Australia have, and we would like to see that same equity happening at Kayama. So our, our aim is to field more all-girls teams in all-girls competitions and really start to provide that opportunity for young girls who want to play football. That's great because I just noticed a young girl walking past, she's got the Kayama Knights gear on. They tell me, now, I'm, I'm not sure if this is right, but this is what I'm told, that girls' rugby league is the gra- fastest growing sport of any of the sports. And it is to detriment at times of traditional sports like netball and hockey. Are you seeing anything like that? Or it's, not, it's certainly not affecting soccer by the sound of things? Well, for, um, the Knights and the Women's Rugby League definitely have a fantastic program behind them to, to promote the game. But, you know, I'm confident that with Football Australia and Football New South, New South Wales and the um, World Cup coming up, we'll see just as much marketing and promotion around our sport. I think it is having an impact on other traditional female sports like netball. I play netball myself as well and, you know, numbers have changed in that space. I know that even netball are looking to promote men in netball. So I think it's a move across all sports to make uh, make it an equal opportunity for everyone. Okay. Now, that leads us into facilities. So more, more young girls, young women around, traditionally um, sheds, as they call them, uh, chain sheds or whatever the old cronies like I call them. There have been more male-focused uh, facilities. Here we really need an upgrade, and I know, uh, I know it's a sore point for some, but uh, how are you going to handle that as, as, um, as we move through this change in the sporting, I guess, um, demographic? Oh, look, I think, you know, it's no surprise that we need to do some upgrades to our facilities here in Kayama. You know, our, our aim as a club and our vision for our club as Kaima Junior Football Club is to be the best in the Illawarra and the facilities really don't reflect that here. We don't have fantastic disabled access, we don't have change rooms for females, we don't have just the meeting space and storage space that is required for 
to run a club of this size and for all the users it's not just football the cricket the athletics you know we are all in the same boat so I think working with council working with the key stakeholders the Kaima District Sports Association I think in the coming months is going to be really key to get that program up and running and hopefully see some movement in that space. So tell me about one of your favourite teams I guess or can you pick any out that have <laughs> achieved Highly achieved or achieved? I I have three children who play for the club, so I'm not sure that I can pick a favourite team. I think I'll get in trouble. But I am super proud of our 12A team this year. They have been graded in Division 1, which is a huge achievement, um, and it is the first time in some years for our club to have a Division 1 team. Um, They have also been accepted to play um, in the Fiji Cup. Really? towards the end of the year so we are really proud to have a team going overseas playing into in an international competition isn't that fabulous which is a wonderful opportunity for the kids to be part of something bigger than sport in australia so yeah from a relatively small community like we are an international team that is just sensational and i think it's a reflection of all the great work that that, that you and your volunteers your team as you call them put in here it's just fabulous yeah we like I said we have so much support here we have you know it's a groundswell it's a movement towards creating a better environment for our kids and giving them every opportunity we can and you know it's not just me it's it's everyone in our club trying to push to do that so you know we're 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 starting to see inroads we're starting to see some achievements happening that potentially may not have happened in the past so you know that's something to be proud of and you should be very proud of it, Karen. Well, thank you very much again today for talking to me. I really en- enjoy coming to have a chat with you. <laughs> and, and good luck for the rest of the season, however long that will be. And, uh, and thanks again for being part of Kaima Community Radio. No, thank you for coming. You're always welcome. <laughs> thank you. KCR, Kaima Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. Well, hasn't the local rugby league competition been thrown wide open with Warilla over the weekend thumping Jerringong, Kaima dispatching Albion Park 40 points to 6, and Jamboree accounting for Milton 48 to 10. In reserve grade, Warilla were too strong for Jerringong 18 points to 12, whilst Jamboree again were too good for Milton. In League Tag 1, Warilla 22 defeated Jerringong, and Milton 12 drew with Jamboree. In Ladies League Tag 2, Milton 22 defeated Jamboree 10. Our golfers have had some decent weather of late and have been able to get out on the course. At Kaima, the Phil Weir testimonial three-person Ambrose was played over the weekend with winners Peter Cull, Brian Howell and Richard McClellan coming out on top from Greg and Matt Gibb and Craig Farnham. Out at Jamboree, Bob Wright was seen shouting the bar after his hole-in-one on the 11th Whilst in the women's Wednesday competition, Robin Gregson won Division 1 from Judy O'Brien and in Division 2, Sue Paul led the field home. And finally, a reminder that KCR is now streaming. You can go to the App Store and download the app, Kaima Community Radio. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. 
The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kaima Community Radio.